From the depths of our nightmares to the haunting of the witching hour. We present to you Crazy Hexy Ghoul. I'm Kelly. And I'm Arlo. So come and join us as we obsess over ghosties and shit. Did you just say ghosties and shit? Hell yeah, I did. You guys, shit's about to get real. everyone this is a part two yes we have two-parter the part two of the two-parter <laughs> of like haunted parks missing cases. persons cases and national parks all yeah. of that good all stuff of yep, yep, yep. so i'm going to be talking about grand canyon national park so the grand canyon is a mile deep 277 miles long and 18 miles wide there damn is, yeah it's pretty big there's an estimated 1000 caves within the grand canyon and only 335 have ever been recorded and even fewer have been mapped only one cave is available to the public cave of the domes on horseshoe mesa 5.9 people visit the grand canyon every year making it the second most visited national park after the great smoky mountains of north carolina and tennessee Six million years ago, geological activity and erosion by the Colorado River created the Grand Canyon. What do you think is the animal that causes the most trouble in the Grand Canyon? Donkeys? No, it's the rock squirrel. Ooh. Yeah. I guess people try to feed it a lot, and they're obviously not domesticated, so it bites dozens of people every year. Oh, no. People have to get, like, tetanus shot and rabies shot and stuff? Uh Uh-huh. Sure do. Damn. Yeah. Be careful, guys. It's so inviting and so cute. You just want to pet it. Mm-hmm. Like a little Chippendale. (laughs) Girl, Uh, don't do it. Okay. There is something called the Skywalk, managed by the Jalape tribe. It's located on tribal lands, consists of a horseshoe-shaped steel frame with a glass floor, and sides that project about 70 feet from the canyon rim. This is the most famous attraction at Grand Canyon West. So the like rim of it, mm-hmm. it just 70 feet shoots off of it and there's a glass floor so you can look down at the bottom of the canyon. No, that's a no for me, dog. I'm like severely afraid of heights. I, I don't think I could do that. Yeah, no. I don't Mm-mm. think I We're could either. that today. I bet it looks no, really cool. Probably. But I refuse. No, thank Yeah, you. if you've got the courage to do that, like, good for you. But we're not fucking doing that. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to. <laughs> I get nervous on... Um, uh, Ferris wheel. Ferris wheel, Me thank you. too. I freak out. I panic. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to, like, this shit's going to break and I'm going to fall to the ground and I'm dead. You know what does? What? He shakes he rocks it. it, doesn't he? Yes. Every time. Because he knows how much it bothers me. He's a seat rocker. Me. I knew he was a seat rocker. Yeah. I knew it. Ugh. Anyway... <laughs> Yeah. I love him, but Jesus. <laughs> you know what you should do? You should just go in guns blazing and just do it really hard just to freak him out. You know, you got to take one for the team. I freeze like a squirrel. I just freeze when I'm scared. Right. I'm like, I don't want to move. Yeah. No, thanks. It's like fight or flight. And yeah. You're just yeah. mentally flight. She That's gone. exactly how it is. Okay. So in 1906, Roosevelt signed a bill that proclaimed the area the Great Canyon Game Reserve. And two years later, he made it a national monument. Um, year, he, sorry to interrupt you. What year was this? Uh, 1906. Okay, so he also established Yosemite, too. He did? He oh, did. wow. Yeah, late 19th century. Yeah. So pretty close. Yeah, close to that. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad it was all preserved. 
So I really don't like quoting old cis white men yes. very often. But I, I agree. But Roosevelt does have a really good quote about the Grand Canyon. Let's hear it. He said, leave it as it is. You can't improve on it. The ages have been at work on it, and man can only mar it. There's a lot of truth to that, I there feel. Is. So the Grand Canyon National Park has the most disappearances, Damn. with 785 search and rescue incidents between 2018 and 2020. A close second is Yosemite National Park, yes. with 732 search and rescue incidents during the same time frame. So uh, mine's worse, I guess. Yeah, and our stories do kind of coincide. Okay, so I'm going to talk about a missing persons case of two people, actually. Okay, yeah, let's hear it. This is about Bessie and Glenn Hyde. Glenn Hyde was born in 1898, a farmer from Twin Falls, Idaho, and Bessie Haley, born in 1905, an aspiring poet and actress studying at the California School of Fine Art in San Francisco, was from Parkersburg, West Virginia. They met in 1927 on a passenger ship after a quick courtship married in April 1928. About six months later, in October of 1928, Glenn built a scow that was 20 feet long, 5 feet wide, and 3 feet deep. After building this, they decided to go on a river running trip. Before leaving on their expedition, the boat was dubbed the Floating Coffin. It is of note that Glenn had experienced river running before, running the Snake and Salmon Rivers in Idaho. Bessie had little to no experience. Bessie would also be known as the first one... Bessie would also be known as the first woman to run the Colorado River. Counting on the fame and fortune, Glenn convinced Bessie to write a book of the travels. You did it. Yay. You got through it. Good I job. did. Good job. That was Look really hard. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> you got really tongue-tied. Yeah. I did. I did. Story right. of my life. Okay. On October 20th, Glenn and Bessie Hyde both left for their six-month honeymoon from Green River, Utah, and they had a mattress, bedding, and a sand-filled box for a kerosene stove, but they had no life preserves. Keep in mind, the Colorado River stays around 46 degrees to 50 degrees year-round. They did cold. It is intense. Mm-hmm. They did great for the first 26 days, despite Glenn's ore catching a rock and sending him overboard. But at 26 days, they stopped at Bright Angel Trail and hiked to Grand Canyon Village to stock up on supplies and to rest. While there, people suggested that they stop or at least bring life preserves. Two days after, they set back out, having done neither. At the South Rim, they approached photographer Emery Club at his studio and home on the Grand Canyon Rim, where they were photographed before running down into the canyon. Glenn and Bessie Hyde were last seen November 18, 1928, going away downriver below Hermit Rapid. Adolph G. Sutro rode from Phantom Ranch to Hermit Rapid with them in the scow, and he said he was probably the last person to see them alive. Oh, damn. So, Emery Klob and Adolph were both the last people to see them. Keep that in mind. Okay. Ten days after missing the December 6th deadline to meet up with Bessie's father in Needles, California, they sent two army search planes to find their boat. It was spotted with all their equipment and belongings strapped in. Bessie and Glenn had marked each day of their journey with lines etched onto the boat's side port. The last day marked would have been November 30th. A three-person search party was then sent by boat to try to find the couple starting from Phantom Ranch. Unfortunately, the only boat available was a boat that was abandoned a year prior 
and was used as a publicity stunt with a live bear aboard, the Path Bray Expedition. That was used to collect driftwood for fire, so it wasn't really used very long, Yeah. Um, and it wasn't meant to be used for very long. Right. Gotcha. Soon there was a second search party for the original three-person search party, so they got lost. <laughs> okay, so Glenn and Bessie get lost. They're like, all right, we need to send a search party to find these people. Right. And then the search party gets lost. Yep. Trying to find the original party. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So what happened after that? All right. So they were found by plane 69 miles downstream. So hey. The- hey. <laughs> 69 miles downstream sounds good (laughs) so they found the search party but did not find glenn and bessie right so they found the search party for bessie and glenn hyde Mm -hmm. but they didn't actually find bessie and glenn hyde gotcha so that's a little sus yeah so another search was then sent out for actual bessie and hyde so this is the second search party to find bessie and glenn hyde third search party altogether (laughs) Damn. Okay. <laughs> Pretty bad. So another search was then sent out with experienced river runners, Ellsworth and Emery Cobb, and Chief Ranger Jim Brooks. Remember Emery Cobb, who was a photographer? Yes, Last person I do. to see him. Mm-hmm. They found an abandoned boat from the James Gyron Dam survey site party. This was abandoned years prior. So they had to improvise to make it seaworthy, but left on December 24th, Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. close to where the boat was found checking the shore for any traces of footprints or that any humans had been there at all. There was nothing. Bessie and Glenn's boat seemed not to have drifted too far into deep water or rapids. Bessie's diary was found stowed away on the boat. The last entry was November 30th, and there was nothing about having trouble with rapids or having to be lowered to shore by rope. The three were sure that the boat had only drifted a couple miles before getting stuck on a rock, cutting the couple's scow loose. They followed it for a while. There was still nothing. At this point, rocks were starting to freeze over, um, so they kind of stopped the search because it was starting to get dangerous. Yeah. But both parents of the couple never stopped looking. Yeah, I don't think I would stop looking either if it was like my child or somebody I knew. Right, and that's kind of a hard point to be at because you you don't know for Mm -hmm. sure whether someone's actually dead or not, you know? Right, or if they've just faked their death. Right, or they could have added... They could have had amnesia. They right. couldn't. They could have not remembered who they are mm-hmm. or where they were. They could be living a whole separate life. You just yeah. never know. And that does happen. Or Crazy, they could but have been like kidnapped or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Murdered, kidnapped. Right. All of the above. Right. So there's a couple theories about this case. Most historians believe that the couple perished due to the ferocity of the rapids. Okay. So that's theory number one. Theory number one. Theory number two. This is where it gets interesting. Okay, I'm interested. (laughs) You better be. I am. In 1971, on a commercial river rafting trip, tourists were all sitting around the campfire when a local boat guide started telling the story of Bessie and Glenn's disappearance. A woman in her 60s, going by Liz, chimed in, giving details that no one would have known or could even be verified, claimed to be Bessie Hyde. Oh, shit. Yeah. Saying the 1928 trip was hard on her. And Glenn no longer acted like the man she married. She said that by the time they got to Phantom Ranch, she wanted to leave the trip. And it is of note that Emery Claub mentioned that when they were passing by his photography studio and home, he overheard Bessie saying she wanted to stop the trip. And Glenn mentioned that he wanted to continue. Dude, I'm sorry, but Glenn's kind of a dick. He's sounding like it. Like he he made her... He wanted to get fame and fortune by right. having her write a book. And Exploiting her, basically. Pretty much. Rude. I mean, and we, we don't know the details, mm-hmm. but she continued, He was a son of a bitch to me. 
by the time they had reached Diamond Creek, she said that she wanted off and that he refused. Then she mentioned she stabbed Glenn with a kitchen knife, dragged him onto the boat, and sent him adrift. Then she hiked 22 miles to Diamond Creek to catch an eastbound bus. One of the boatmen listening to the story didn't believe her, but noticed there were parts of her story that someone inexperienced with river running wouldn't know. Later, Scott Thebany, investigative writer, phoned this Liz. After she mentioned the details about the night around the campfire that the guides had forgotten, Scott asked about Hyde's disappearance. She denied ever having told the story, hesitated, and then said, I don't remember that at all. I'm not Bessie. I don't even know the name Hyde. Oh, shit? Yeah. In Thebanese, The River Mystery, he says that Liz is Bessie's age and height and lived in Bessie's hometown. So that is theory number two, which okay. is a kind of a heavy one. Right? And I want it to be true. I mean, yeah. I don't, but it would be interesting for her to like get her revenge. Right. You know, on someone like Glenn is a piece of shit. Yeah, Basically. and it would yeah. make a lot of sense why she would admit to it at first mm-hmm. and then Deny would completely yeah. go back on her work. Or maybe it wasn't her at all. Maybe she was just like on this tour just trying to fuck with people. Maybe. But you never know. she's just some old lady. Yeah, there's some people like that. Some old baddie lady who's like, it was right? me. Yeah, I fucking did that. Yeah. I killed somebody. <laughs> <laughs> why would you why would you admit to that and the why would you say that even as a joke i don't I just don't to fuck it. around yeah uh, she probably didn't think anyone would take her seriously probably not you know probably not probably not okay so theory number three bessie may have reappeared as a river guide named georgie clark when clark passed away in 1992 her friends searched her house and discovered a marriage certificate among her possessions for glenn and bessie hyde she also had a birth certificate that said her real name was bessie d ross in a pistol stashed in her underwear drawer. Although it seemed like a great lead in such a mysterious case, historians could not verify the documents, and the photo of Clark as a young woman don't really resemble Bessie. Yeah, but I mean, people change. Yeah, they do. I and mean, you just never that know. That was what, the 90s, you said? Yeah, sometimes like photos look kind of weird. Like one photo yes. from another, especially back then, can look completely yeah. different. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people look different from the 1920s than they did in the 1980s, 1990s. Yeah. Even photography had advanced so much. Yeah. That could have been her. You don't know. Yeah, that's true. The thing true. is, nobody knows. I want it to be true, though. I really do. I, I like the third one. Yeah. I like the third option. The Seems one like that the doesn't most involve murder. Right. Necessarily. No murder. It might. She had a pistol. <laughs> um, anyway. It might. Yeah. She was trying to pistol whip somebody. Maybe. Um, Bessie gonna get you. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a fourth theory. Okay. In 1976, Emery Club, remember him? Mm-hmm. One of the last people to see them both alive. Yeah, the photographer, right? Yep. He passed away. They found skeletal remains of a young male found on his property in his garage oh my god yeah why did he have a fucking skeleton in his garage what the actual fuck is it glenn here is where it gets kind of weird most people don't think it is the deceased had a bullet hole in his head but the university of arizona conducted a forensic investigation and concluded that the man had died at 22 years old and he hadn't died before 1972 lynn hyde would have been around 30-ish. So it doesn't sound like it's him, but most likely it's not. Here's where things get kind of weird. In 2008, a donation of photographs and documents to the Grand Canyon Museum collection in an effort by the Coconio? Coconino. <laughs> trying to solve the county's cold case led to the identification of the club skeleton as that of an unidentified suicide victim found in the park in 1933. So one area is kind of saying that this man was found in 1933. That's around the time he died. And then mm-hmm. the forensic side is trying to say that it's 1972. 
that he died. I wonder why. Why do they? Why is there such a big disagreement uh, in that? You know, I'm not too sure. Hmm. I'm really not. Still fucking weird. He yeah. was found in his garage. Yes. What the fuck? Yes. Anyway. Do you have any alternate theories? Because I think I got one. Aliens. Could have been aliens, but I don't know. It can always aliens be aliens. would be shooting lasers. I don't think they'd be shooting bullets, per se. They might. They might, but... Uh, you never know. They don't have thumbs. How do you know they don't have thumbs? Have you seen I them? I mean, just like from, you know, media and... Who says media Western is right. culture, really. They huh? could be like ethereal beings that like phase through shit. That could be what ghosts Hold are. up. Can I tell my theory? Because I think I have a theory. I think that this Emery person and Bessie had a thing. I think they liked each other, you know? And then I think that something happened between Bessie and Glenn... And then Emery shot Glenn or Bessie shot Glenn and he was hiding the body. So he made up the story about them fighting. He, he was like the witness. He would have been the witness had anyone accused Bessie. Like they were each other's witnesses somehow. Maybe. Yeah, I mean- something happened. So he was ready to like ride or die for Bessie. Emery was ready to ride or die for Bessie. It would make sense if she was like a river guide. Because that is a theory that she Mm -hmm. was a river guide. And so she would be around the area. Right. So it's possible. I think the most likely scenario is that they fell into the rapids. And And that they died. They died. Yeah. Somehow. I I absolutely. I don't buy it because you know what? She wanted to be a star, didn't she? Uh, He wanted to exploit her to make her uh, so that they could have some kind of fame. Yeah, that's true. So it's very possible that they didn't die. What were they going to get before? See, that's the thing. We don't know the details. Yeah. That's what I don't like. I, like I said earlier, you and I both love the history behind things. I need to know. And these open-ended stories are so difficult for people like us. Like, we got it. We need to know. So if anyone has any further details on this, please let us know at crazyexegool at gmail.com. That's two. We have to say our email at least three times. Uh-huh. To make it a proper episode. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. I also have a story okay. about um, a plane crash, actually. Okay. So the pilot of Flight 718 was told to fly up to 21,000 feet. So keep that number in mind. Okay. And they're both heading kind of in opposite directions. They're supposed to be passing over each other, right? So the TWA pilot also inquired about moving to 21,000 feet um, to avoid turbulence because there was a big storm. Mm -hmm. They denied him. So then there was another plane. Yes. Right. Because if he went to that same level, there would be a crash. Mm-hmm. They would fly into each other. It's like the middle of the storm. They wouldn't be able to see each other. So then he asked the pilot of TWA Flight 2 asked to fly a thousand feet on top, which basically means a thousand feet on top of the clouds. Do you know where that put him? 3,000 feet above the clouds. Do you know where in the air that put him? 21,000 feet. Oh, okay. Like total. Yes. Okay. So um, they're supposed to be 20,000 feet, but then they add one more, which is 21,000 feet. For some reason, I thought... Well, the other plane was 22,000 feet. No, it's 21,000 okay. feet. And gotcha. I don't know where he is to begin with, but he's asking to be 1,000 feet on top of the clouds. So he's flying over the clouds. So he's not going to be in the way of the storm. Gotcha. Um, okay. So they denied the 21,000 feet, but mm-hmm. for some reason they approved the 1,000 feet on top. So Which is 21,000 feet. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Sorry. So herein lies the problem. Uh, yeah, yeah. So at 10.30 a.m., Okay, so the United Airline flight hit the wall of the Chor Brute? No, the Chor Butte. And Chor Butte is a prominent 6,500 foot elevation summit located in the Grand Canyon. And the other turned upside down and crashed into Temple Butte. 
So no one really knew of the plane crash for about eight hours. So oh uh, shit, yeah, and <laughs> that's scary. Everyone on it died. So I there was 128 so. deaths. There was, I guess, one story about someone who uh, saw smoke. He was hiking and mm-hmm. saw smoke, but he didn't think anything about it. And then several hours later, they found them. Ooh. Mountain guides were hired to recover the remains of 128 passengers and crew that died in the crash. A mass grave is located on the south rim for all that met their demise that day. Today, rangers, hikers, and other guests claim to have seen ghosts walking around and eerie lights moving about. Creepy. Yeah. There have been reports of spirits wandering through Crash Canyon dressed in business attire or city attire. Some of the reports are that people are speaking like there is nothing wrong, while others have been confused, crying, and searching for loved ones who are with them on the plane. Oh... That's that's so the sad. story of the crash. All those ghost people just walking around. Apparently it's super haunted. Probably not even aware that they're dead. Yeah, and it's something yeah. that could have been avoided too. Oh yeah. 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 That's it, like air negligence. Yeah. Big time. Yep. I wonder if any of the family members uh, sued. I don't think there would have been anyone to sue. TWA, for example. Yeah, that's <clears throat> the true. The air control people. The clouds. Yeah. You can go ahead and yeah. sue yeah. the storm was, if you want to. I know. There's. I think there's a lot of things that were in the way of yeah. that could have been prevented if yeah. someone took another step and no one yep. did, which is really sad. Just why, though? Why? Why? Just the complete negligence. Yeah. Shit like that doesn't make sense to me. Why yeah. would you put people's life in danger like that? Just it's all willy-nilly. Yeah. Like, fuck that. Yeah. It's awful. So in our last episode, I wanted to tell a story from a friend and I, we just kind of ran out of time. So I'm going to tell her story now. Uh, It's kind of ghosty related. It's not really park related. Uh, You want to hear it? I would love to hear it. Fuck yeah. I mean, awesome. Fuck fuck yeah. Fuck, 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 fuck yeah. So I have a friend. Her name's Margaret. Thank you for allowing us to hear your story. (laughs) Yes. And for everybody else to hear it too. Yeah. She was going to med school. Uh, going through med school, you have to. Um, on a cadaver. Yeah, you have to yeah. do an autopsy. Not an autopsy, but you have to dissect. Yeah. A cadaver, and she told me she did not believe in ghosts. Like, did not believe that they existed. Had never seen one until she had to dissect a human. <laughs> so on two separate occasions at night, she woke up and both of them were standing at the foot of her bed. So the female cadaver. A lot, like ghost in ghostly form, was standing at the foot of her bed, looking at her, and she like immediately was like, "I know who this is because I was just cutting this person open, like dissecting this person." Mm-hmm. And then on another occasion, the guy came to her too, so she saw both of them. Oh my god! And um, she said she was pretty sure it was them because she was up close and personal with these bodies. She also stated that there was a cemetery not far from the house, and she thought maybe there was a correlation there, but was pretty sure that they were the ghosts of the cadavers that she was dissecting. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a pretty interesting story. I wanted to tell. Was she to tell freaked the story. out? I would have. Yeah, been I think she was pretty freaked out, out by it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now a semi-believer, kind of like me, I'm pretty skeptical still too, even though I know they exist. It's I'm fifty-fifty. I'm straight down the line. Are you a believer in ghosts? I think you're more of a believer than I am. Yeah, I think so because for me personally, I think it, it makes it easier to die. Uh, the thought that there is something possibly Elf. afterwards yeah. that's not heaven or hell. So in my own personal beliefs, I do not believe that there is a heaven or a hell. Um, but who am I to say that? I don't know. Nobody knows. Yeah. Uh, so. On that note, on that I note, think that's a good place to wrap up. It's a good place to rest. 
to rest. Did you see what I did there? <laughs> you guys, thank you for coming back to another episode. We appreciate your ears listening to all of our kooky, weird, crazy stuff that we tell. Yes. Uh, we appreciate you very much forever we- and always. We really did work hard on getting this episode <laughs> out. We've recorded three times, I, I think, know. now. And it was like this episode did not want itself to come out. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but you know what? We've being very persistent, and we're going to get it out to you as soon as possible. It may not be exactly when we want, but you will get it. Yes. Promise. Cross my heart. But we did it. We did it. Fuck yeah. And um, if you guys have any uh, listener stories that you would like to tell us, we will tell them on the, uh, I want to say on the air, but yeah, I guess that's what it is. If you have any listener stories to tell us, please send them to us at crazyhexyghoul at gmail.com or you can uh, hit us up in our DMs on Instagram. We are crazyhexyghoul podcast. Also, we have a TikTok because we're trying to, you know, like, be more inclusive to everybody. We're yeah. trying to get ourselves out there. And check out our Patreon. Yes. And also, if you feel so inclined, check out our Patreon and to buy a tier. We'll give you guys some mentions on the air. We'll, do we'll shout we'll, yeah. we'll give some shout outs to our Patreons. Yeah. Because we love you. Mm-hmm. And you're supporting a good cause and we're working fucking hard for it. We're working. Yeah, we working for would it. appreciate any support you give. Yes. Any support so, helps a lot. Mm. So thank you for listening to our episode. Bye, ghosties. We'll see you later, ghosties. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bloopers. Bye, ghosties. And until next time. Bye. Love you guys. Love you. I actually had a nurse one time hang up on the phone and be like, love you. And I'm like, love you too. Yeah, I have too. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye. The music in this podcast is by the band The Daddios. This is Kelly. And I'm Arlo. And you're listening to Crazy Hexy Ghoul. We'll see you next time. Is this it? Is this the end? Bye. Mm-hmm.